Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Brunpunt on a Friday morning where we tackle contentious issues that affect our Christian world. Our topic for discussion this morning, all about sexual integrity. And the question remains, is it even possible in this day and age? I believe there's an 11th commandment somewhere that says, Thou shall not kid thyself. If you're serious about sexual integrity, you'll distance yourself not only from the particular sexual sin you're most prone to, like fantasizing, pornography, affairs, prostitution, pick your poison, but you'll also distance yourself from any person or anything that entices you towards that sin. I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. An old English song laments. The sexual sin you're drawn to may indeed be a cheap, Though intense substitute for love, you can repent of the sin, but not of the need the sin represents. It's time to get brutally honest about our lifestyles. Anything in it that makes you prone to sexual sin has to go. Well, Paul says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are edifying. And I will not be brought under the power of anything, according to 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 12. So what steps should a man or woman or a human take to keep it clean? Well, considering the amount of stimulation and temptation we confronted with daily, common sense tells us today more than ever to both be and stay prepared. Sexual temptation is unavoidable in our sex-obsessed culture. Erotic images or billboards, films, television, and thousands of other stimulants are bombarding us on a daily basis. Being a Christian doesn't exempt you from that temptation. The godliest of men can fall prey to it. So, the first step towards maintaining sexual integrity is to get real. But what does that even mean? Sexual sin ravage everyone connected with it. What you may not know is that every sexual fantasy you entertain right now, every flirtatious conversation you keep up, every second look you indulge in is the seed for AIDS, adultery, a broken heart, you might as well say a shattered life. If you really believe sexual temptation is both common and can become lethal, You'll make an emergency plan for it too. What to do when you attempt it, how to distract yourself, who to call, how to escape close calls. However ashamed you may feel about admitting your problem to another person, the reality is this. You can't overcome this on your own. If you could, you would have done so long time ago. Sexual sin thrives in the dark. If you're caught up in any sexual vice, one thing is certain. The secrecy surrounding your behavior is what strengthens its hold on you. But how and where do you begin even to find help? Well, Brunton this morning addressed a worldwide human issue called sexual integrity to see if we can come up with the answers to help you live a life set apart from the ways of the world. 
Don't stray or go away, as we'll be back right after this. Well, we're back in the program, Brumpent, talking about sexual integrity this morning. Our respondents on a line. Tia, good morning to you and welcome. Just in a nutshell, your involvement in the ministry and uh, just a short background bio of who you are, please. Good morning. I'm Tia Lobsha and thanks, Bainan, for the opportunity. I've been married to Johan Lobsha for almost 33 years. And God has blessed us with three beautiful children and um, a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law as well. And we've got four grandchildren. Wow. The fourth one is on his way. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's wonderful. Mm. And Tiaki, the ministry that you're in? Part of our church, Dr. Bayer's ministry a team, we, we work with the married couples. So we also present a biblical portrait of marriage course every year to couples and then we walk a road with them and also we're part of our we call it a life center it's pastoral care we give pastoral care to anyone who needs it and who comes to us well if they've been married for 33 years that means i've got the husband on the other line johan good morning to you and welcome just in a nutshell your background bio as well please yes good morning Vayner. good morning listeners my name is johan Leipzig, as Vayner said i'm a businessman i've got my own business we do drilling and blasting on open cast nines and big civil works. But my passion is we've got a passion for people. We serve at our church at Doxadeo Ferry Glen. We're part of the, the Life Center. We're part of the Marriage Invest section of the Life Center. And I'm also uh, involved in men's groups. And I think we have this passion because we come from a background where both of us suffered rejection. We also had, you know, before we came to meet the Lord, we went through difficult times ourselves as well. So the English say, never trust a man without a limp. <laughs> so we've got a limp. We've got a story to tell, and we, and we come from brokenness, and God has healed us. That is why we have a passion for people. Johan, Tia, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I think the perfect couple to speak to when it comes to sexual integrity. Tia, do you think in this day and age, sexual integrity is even possible? What would you say from a woman's perspective? Sure. Sexual integrity is possible. When you follow Lord Jesus Christ, He made it possible for you. He even gave you His Holy Spirit to help you on the way. And we are a body. We are the body of Christ. So we have each other as well to encourage and to help and to pray for one, for one another in difficult times. Johan, what would you say? I think it's harder for men, men listening to this radio broadcast would say, man, I'm struggling with some serious sexual issues. Do you think sexual integrity is possible for men? Yes, Vainant, I do believe so. Uh, is it easy? No, definitely not. Will you be able to do it out of your own free will, out of your own flesh? No, you won't be able to do it. But uh, with the Holy Spirit in you and through the power of the Lord, in you, yes, it is It is absolutely possible. You've mentioned that it might be more difficult for men. I've got statistics that says women nowadays are just as much tempted about pornography and sexual immorality than, than men, as men. So yes, uh, it is a difficult issue, it is a difficult thing, but I do believe it is possible. Tia, you make mention of the Holy Spirit helping us. God calls it the comforter, the overcomer, the helper that can help us to overcome sexual impurity. What is your understanding? What does the Bible say in this regard? Well, after you get born again, you choose Jesus Christ as your Redeemer and baptism, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. He comes to live in you and He helps you to die to yourself, to your own lust, your own flesh, 
but you need to work with him. You need to want to. So it's by grace alone and his mercy that we can do it. Johan, she makes mention of dying to self, Galatians 2.20. Truth is, lots of men struggle to die to self. Lots of confessing Christian men in the pews, struggling with pornography, struggling with fantasizing, struggling with affairs. What would you say? What is your understanding of the Bible? What does the Word of God say about sexual purity from God's Word? You know, when we want to live a pure life, we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. The Word is full of of promises that God will be with us, that God will help us in our difficult times. If we start trusting the Holy Spirit to guide us through these things. And if I've got a problem in a certain area, I need to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the root cause of this problem? I think a lot of time what we're trying to do is we see a problem in our lives, which is basically the fruit, and then we try to trace the fruit. But we need to get to the root problem. And I, I believe if we trust the Holy Spirit to guide us, to show us where did the problem come into our lives, where did impure thoughts come into my life, Where did sexual immorality come into my life? We can trust the Holy Spirit to take us to those places and bring healing. You've been talking about the Holy Spirit showing us the root causes. We're preaching to the converted, so to speak, this morning because we're talking to Christians listening to this radio program. What would you say, looking for love in all the wrong places, do you think that could be a root cause, Tia? A lot of women say, I just want to be loved. But sex is not love. You know what? We need a relationship based on love. Sex without commitment is not based on love, but on lust. And a lot of the root causes that that's, you're looking for love and you're giving your body to receive, to try and receive love, that's because of the root of self-rejection and not knowing who you really are, your identity in Christ. Johan, there's a saying that says, women fall for words, men fall for looks. That's why women wear makeup, and that's why men lie. What would your response be to that? I think that's so true. I think um, what Tia said as well, and I think it's Jay, I want to actually do a, a quote from James Dobson that says, boys will play at love to get sex, and girls will play at sex to get love. And there's this whole concept of, of what are men looking for and what are women looking for. So young men outside marriage, before they get married, are driven by sexual desires. And, and, and girls will give sex to get love, but a young boy can't give love. And I think that is why God wanted us to have sex, sexual intercourse, intimacy within the safe boundaries of a marriage. And, and yes, I think that's the way that God designed men. I think that's the way that God designed women. Men attracted to women through their looks, the way that God designed them. Women attracted to men more, yes, also by looks, but looking at personality and then looking at other factors, not necessarily uh, looking for sex, but looking yeah. for um, relationship. Yeah. What would you say mm-hmm. to somebody listening to this program now, just staying together? You, you talk about a sex within the confines of, of a marriage, a covenant. In the intro to this program, we said you can repent of the sin, but not the need the sin represents. And people want companionship. People want that, that person that walks with them through life, but they not necessarily want to get married and, and do it according to the Bible. What would your advice be to somebody struggling with sexual impurity this morning? Tia, living together, for instance. 
Well, you know what? The enemy deceives you in thinking that that is, that is going to bring you happiness. But unfortunately, he entices you and then he hooks you. And then what you will get from him is, is absolutely, you will feel lost. And you will never reach the intention why God created you. You will never reach the full potential that God has created you to be. So uh, to flee from immorality, that is what the word says. We should flee immorality. Uh, because, yeah, we do not war as the world wars, but God, we need to, to get to God first. We need Him to love us and to, we need to receive His love. So we need to be open to receive His love and what He says about us, who we are. Only when you are totally sure and you have that uh, confidence of who you really are and why God created you and for what God created you, your calling in life, then you will be able to stand up and to be who God created you to be. And you don't need something else. God will provide everything you need for the situation you are in. You don't need to grab to other things that the, the enemy entices you. Like, you know what, you need someone else, otherwise you are incomplete. That is, that's the lie. Talking about sexual integrity, is it even possible in this day and age? On the line, Tian Johan Lopsha, and they specialize in marriage counseling, and we're talking about sexual integrity. Johan, how can I be prepared? How can I stay prepared? We talk about Christians not exempted from temptation, even the godliest of men that fall prey to it. What advice can you give men, women, uh, when it's coming to maintaining sexual integrity? Let's keep it real. In the intro to this program, I said, what does that even mean? So what advice can you give them? Well, I think we need to get back to the foundation. We need to understand, first of all, who we are in Christ. And I think there's a there's a major conflict in young people's lives, and not only in young people, in people in general's lives, about their own identity and who they are in Christ. So I can understand my identity. I can understand who I am, who God created me to be. And that's not a person that, you know, that sleeps around or, or, or falls for each and every sexual temptation. If I can come back to my identity and understand who I am in Christ, then I know what my worth is. Because if I understand what my worth is, I will not sell myself cheaply. There's a saying that goes, sexual bondage is not about sex, but uh, the way that we have learned to medicate the pain and stress in our lives. So this whole thing about sexual bondage, and we talked about it earlier, it is not... It is the bondage is, is the fruit at the end of the day. We need to get back. We need to get real and ask ourselves what is the root cause of, of this. And uh, this it is pain. It, it, it might be you know growing up or uh, things that happened to you, things that people did to you. And we need to go and face those pains in our lives. And I know it's it, it, it's it's painful to go back into your past and go and you know investigate where the pain came into your life. But it needs to be done if you yeah. want healing yeah. from sexual addiction. Tia, I want to bring you in here as a, as a mother and as a, a grandmother following the Lord Jesus Christ. What are you teaching your children? I mean, we're not exempted from the erotic images on TV, the billboards, the films, the television, the thousands of stimulants bombarding us on a daily basis. What do you teach your children how to stay pure, how to practice sexual integrity from a woman's point of view? 
How do we get around these things? You know what? I teach my children to have godly friends around them, to have an accountability partner. You know what? To work on their relationship with God first and on their own spiritual healing and growth. Uh, Yeah, to decide beforehand, before you are even in a compromising situation, to decide beforehand what you will do. You know what? To make a covenant with your eyes, just like Job did in Job 31 verse 1, where he said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look like lustfully at a girl, or, well, if you're a girl, at a, a boy. Johan, listening to what Tia is saying now, so what would you say to him or her that's involved in flirtatious conversations at work? That second look, because you're playing with Mm. fire, that broken heart. Him or her that's listening now and saying, I need to practice sexual integrity, but these are the vices that I'm struggling with. What would, what would you say? The sexual temptations. What would you yeah. say to him or her now? Well, I think the first step is actually acknowledging the problem. And if we, once we've acknowledged the problem, we can actually identify it and, and, and start setting boundaries. And start setting boundaries. You know, sin will always take you where you don't want to go, and it will always cost you more than what you are willing to pay. And I think we need to sit down you know, and, and say to ourselves, you know, if I get involved with this woman or this person, what is it going to cost me at the end of the day? So that is that is putting, like I said, a, a godly boundary. And then it's all about accountability. I think if we if you can get into a relationship where you have an accountability partner, where you can speak your heart up, and you know there will be no condemnation for what you've spoken about, but there will be accountability, and that's important. I want to be in a group where there's no condemnation yeah. or and where I'm accepted, but I will not. But I must be held accountable. So I think there's there's one or two steps that we need to go through, and that we say, but we're going to acknowledge the problem. We need to set boundaries. We, we need to be accountable. You're talking about accountability, and you use the word group because there might be somebody listening now that's ashamed by his sexual impurity and saying, "I'm struggling to overcome this." Because I don't have an accountability partner. Where do I even begin to find an accountability partner? And once it's in the group, you know, problem is everybody will soon know who I really am. Tia, what would you say to that person? Go to a church. Speak to the pastor. Find a cell group. Get a mature, godly woman. Ask around. And you will, when you start going to the church, you will easily spot the godly people, the, those ones that's matured already, that leave and go before. And you know what? No one can throw the first stone because sin is sin and we, are, we have all sinned and we are all in need of redemption. So, um, yeah, and one thing that I want to say as well, in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18, you know, God says every sin that a man does is outside of the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So we really need to get free of that, to be able to become who God wants us to become. No, we need people around us, godly people around us, to encourage us and to walk the road with us. And you know what? In a group, usually, you will not be the only one struggling with that sin. And don't let the enemy keep you from your healing and your restoration and your calling by putting guilt and shame on you. Jesus is not well, sexual sin thrives in the dark. There are the individuals that say, I'm, I'm trying to overcome this thing on my own. 
and reality has proven different, that you can't overcome this on your um, own. Is there such a thing as professional help out there, Johan? Yes, I do believe definitely so. Kia and myself uh, are engaged, like I said before, in, the, in our life center. I have journeyed with men through sexual bondage, sexual sins, and um, there, there is definitely help. So do go to a church, do ask for help. And I think as long as there is shame in your life, you will be scared to, to, to go to somebody and ask for help. But you need to realize is this is a problem that you will not be able to overcome by yourself. It doesn't help. You try to modify uh, your lifestyle. You need to transform your life by transforming your mind. So it's not about modification. It's about transforming your life, and you need help with that. Can I just interject there as well? You know what? When you bring sin to light, it loses its power on you. So it, the enemy wants you to hide it in the dark. But when you bring it to light, you get set free. And you believe that's the answer. Bring it to the light, bring it to the healer, bring it to the redeemer, and God will restore your sexual integrity. Amen. God is faithful. Yeah, for sure. So if we've been looking for love in all the wrong places and the problem is sexual impurity, sexual integrity, what is real love then? Johan, in, in closing, your final thoughts, how would you describe real love when we're talking about friendship, family, spouses, believers? In your understanding, what is real love? Well, I think if I've got to give a definition to love, I first got to go and see what love is in Christ exempted love. I mean, when he died for us on the cross, uh, that was all about love. Uh, he showed us what is love. So if we first can understand that kind of love, then I can start, you know, have love for people on a horizontal plane. And that is where, you know, it's love is self-offering. It's not about myself. It's not about my own needs. It's about the needs of my wife. It's about the needs of my children, about the needs of my grandchildren. Um, dying in self uh, is, 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 is love. It is about giving yourself for your community, about being part of your community, not being a consumer, but being somebody that, that, that actually actively works in your community. And, and that is love, love for God, love for your, for your spouse. But you also need to love yourself. You need to accept who you are. Otherwise, it's going to be very, very difficult to love if you can if you cannot love yourself. Tia, put it in a nutshell for me. We've come to the end of this program. Addressing women listening to this program right now. In your understanding, sexual integrity is absolutely possible. Put it to bed for us. God already made a way for you to live the life that you were created for. Integrity takes responsibility for your actions and it puts others need above your own. It is honest, it is humble, it shows respect. And you know what? Then you can walk into the fullness of what God has meant you to be. Johan, the final thoughts belong to you? Yes, I believe that, that, that God has given us all the tools uh, to overcome uh, sexual immorality. Um, it's not a new thing. I mean, it's, it's, the Bible is full of it. And today it's so in our faces, but we can overcome we were not created to be slaves to sin. We were created to be victorious in Jesus Christ, and we can overcome, but we need help. And don't be ashamed to ask for help. 
Don't wait until the pain on the inside gets bigger than the pain on the outside. Go for help and get healed. It isn't the sinless man who makes it to the end. Rather, it's the man who learned to pick himself up after he or she stumbled. If your struggle seems relentless, remember this. When you commit yourself to sexual integrity, you commit yourself to a direction and not perfection. You may stumble along the way. That's no justification for sin. Just a realistic view of a life in this fallen world. A sincere thanks to our respondents this morning, that then Tia and Johan Lopscher for sharing their hearts on sexual integrity. Tia, Johan, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.